Welcome back, dear listeners, and hello. Welcome for this podcast about Experience the World. And today in the studio, uh, I will be with Sasha. Hi, Sebastian. <laughs> Hi, Sasha. How are you? I'm very well, and you? Uh, well, fine. And I uh, would like to thank you for accepting to participate to this podcast with this particular topic. Thank you for this topic. <laughs> But let's introduce it to yeah, our listeners. I think this is time. We are not going to talk about exactly travel today or maybe for some of us that has been an occasion and a reason for traveling with this particular target, which was to find some unknown or well-known, depending on the case, abandoned places that we wanted to explore. This discipline even has a name because this is known as urbex. Yeah, it refers to urban exploration, right? Exactly, yeah, <laughs> which is this strange patient for some or some people and for others like really interesting one of finding these old places in the middle of the forest or sometime even in the middle of the cities which are these places which used to be something maybe hospital maybe hostel maybe even flats but which are nowadays nothing just empty spaces mm-hmm. I will start in the earth of the topic I will not talk about an history of your bags or this kind of thing because I don't think that you really care, dear listeners. And you have Wikipedia, which is much more complete than I could that ever dream to in be. This <laughs> in this topic, because we would be like the voice of Wikipedia in this case, but you can read it, so why? <laughs> It's better to share our own experiences, exactly. right? And I'm very interested in yours. Uh, yeah, but no, because I will <laughs> ask you first. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's do it. So, Sasha... I suppose that if you are here today with me in the studio, that means that you have some experience about this. So could you tell us a story or maybe your best story of Urbex or more interesting, how did you come to start this? Okay, at the beginning, me and my friends, we were kind of looking for some trips uh, not far from Moscow just for a weekend, you know, to see something. But we were not that very interested into exploring that small cities because actually I visited them several times and I wanted to see something else. And then someone discovered that website called altertravel.ru, Russia. <laughs> and there all the travelers, they share these venues, spots where you can go and explore some abandoned places. And we realized that there are so many places in Russia, what a surprise, because, <laughs> you know, the Soviet era ended and it left many leftovers, I would say. <laughs> because all around Moscow and other parts of uh, Russia, you can find, for example, abandoned summer camps for kids. And really, they kind of places, it's like a can where you keep vegetables to save it, you know. <laughs> and it's that kind of thing that there you can find, okay, it's dirty, it's full of dust, but it's still this period of the era that has passed and that is not here anymore. And I was always, you know, amused by the fact that they left their photographs and all these books and even these, you know, propaganda banners mm. where it's written like, let's build our bright future together. And you see it turned apart, you know, mm. somewhere in the corner. So yeah, that's how it started. We just wanted to visit something new. And then we got 
addicted because I would say that this type of traveling is first of all about the feeling, not really like exploring the place, but the feeling that you've got when you visit this place. And that's true that you are always thinking about this idea of, oh, is that possible that a place has been abandoned? Like the day before that was full overcrowded of people and the day after nobody. And you always wonder, okay, who was the last guy to close the door behind him? Yeah. And was he acknowledged at this time that he was the last one to put a foot here for the last, I don't know, 10 years, 20? Yeah, yeah. I always have this question. Oh, is that possible or does that work? <laughs> yeah, maybe people didn't want to leave it forever but just for some time. Mm -hmm. And this, that heavy topic comes to my mind <laughs> because I'm thinking now about maybe now it's the most popular destination in all the world for urban explorers. Mm. And you know what I mean? <laughs> what I'm talking about? <laughs> I have a little idea. Uh, it's Chernobyl, for sure. I read some news recently that after this series that are very popular. They increased their number of tourists so many times. And actually, you can go there to Ukraine and you can have a guided tour to Chernobyl and to see these places. And why did I think about it? Because people didn't want to live forever. And, uh, okay, the authorities, they lied, but people left all their stuff because they thought that they will return in a couple of weeks. That's the best example of this kind of cities, like evacuated from one day to another and everybody left everything that belonged to them. I mean, except from the most valuable objects, but otherwise this is still, I mean, the kind of city you, you will not be surprised to enter into a flat and just see, uh, I don't know, a plate with food, of course, decomposite, but like the dinner was still on the table. I mean, that you will not be surprised to see that, I, th I think. But, you know, I've heard about two guys who have this plan to go to Ukraine this summer, maybe in two weeks. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I heard I've, something. I've heard something about they wanted to maybe make a jump there. I don't know. I don't know who, who that could be. Oh, that would be very interesting. So in this case, they might have to take recorders with them and we can <laughs> listen to their experience. <laughs> but not only um, recorders, but also, you know, these devices that check radiation. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think they have already started to check for by this kind of object, <laughs> but I'm not sure. <laughs> We will see in the future episode. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true that most of the most famous urbex spots around the world are Russians or Soviet Union related. For example, there is, of course, in Kazakhstan, there is this huge space base. The spaceship is still in the hangar, is still in the... Um, the warehouse mm -hmm. uh, in Kazakhstan. But this is a really tricky spot because this is also at the same time still a military base. So you have to sneak in the middle of that. But that's possible to do it. Chernobyl, of course. Do you want to start an international conflict <laughs> <laughs> as the French uh, sneaking into a military base in Kazakhstan? Mm, I'm not sure you <laughs> need this kind of experience. Yeah, the good thing is nowadays you have less chance to be accused of being a spy, you know. <laughs> that during USSR time. So maybe, yeah, maybe not a good idea, but who knows. And there is also another country of eastern part of Europe, which was a, a part of this Varsovia Pact. And they have this huge communist hall, which is totally lost. Or maybe is that Mongolia? I don't remember. But whatever, most well-known uh, huge port uh, are USSR related, but there is orders around the world. And actually, I've been surprised to discover that even in France, we have a lot of them. And even castles from the 19th century 
we abandoned. are yeah abandoned yeah yeah yeah, oh. yeah of course a lot yeah many many like this for example my first experience of birthbacks was from a little village like 1000 habitants at best if you take a number also the cats and the dogs we <laughs> might reach 1000 okay so um, there is another village which is even smaller closer and we've heard i don't remember all about this abandoned place which used to be an off back in the time in the 19th century castle a manor constructed by a really rich guy because of many reasons that finally and finished in the end of the national railroad company who created an orphanage there for mm -hmm. the, or their own mm -hmm. and in the 80s they totally abandoned it so we've heard about this with my friends and we decided one, one night I don't know why night because your bags most of the time you do it during day time mm -hmm. but that was night so we, with all light we decided to explore this and that was like really huge because there was the part with the castle there was the whole chapel Mm -hmm. with still the glasses like from the 19th century or something wow. like that's really amazing and at the same time the part of the 1980s this part with the refectory you know this really functional building all this lost in the forest so that was first experience and really surprised and at the same time the part of the 80s was a spot for graphers so a lot of mm -hmm. graphs and this kind of thing and really really impressive yeah But was it in a good condition? I mean, it wasn't destroyed, like glasses and windows. Good question, actually. I would say that the Urbexer, that the people that explored this place before us, has been kind of respectful, yeah. That was okay. That was not broken. I mean, some windows were broken, most of them in the modern part, but I would say that the, the castle was in better state, better condition, yeah. But mm -hmm. the modern part was much more damaged, yeah. Because I think that often these type of sites, they suffer a lot because of people. Mm. And Russia, for sure, they will take everything that <laughs> could be considered as construction material, first mm -hmm. of all. And then, I don't know, some people come and I think they just have this feeling that they won't destroy something. And yeah, let's destroy something. Why not? Uh, maybe because of their inner aggression or something like that. And uh, unfortunately, yeah, these places are being ruined in a short period of time. But, you know, meanwhile, <laughs> my first experience, I just recalled it because, <laughs> yeah, I started to tell about how it became my hobby, mm -hmm. something that I did pretty often. But the very first experience was with my friends. And one of them, he told, oh, there is an interesting abandoned building in Moscow. Mm. And it's kind of a skyscraper, a business center that has a long story. It wasn't finished because first it belonged to one company, then company went bankrupt. Okay, it's legal stuff. We will not go <laughs> deep into details, but they couldn't finish it. And it's in the city. And we climbed there to the top mm -hmm. and we enjoyed the sunrise. It was really nice. But we had to sneak in because mm -hmm. uh, the building was, there were some guards mm -hmm. who actually had to take care of people because it's kind of always, I mean, okay, not always, but often, it's kind of dangerous to visit these sites because first of all, it's ruining. So mm -hmm. <laughs> it could be something that, that would fall on your head. And second, uh, this kind of buildings like this, uh, for example, there is this spot where they had to install a lift. Mm -hmm. And I heard the story that someone fell down. Mm. Yeah, and these situations, they could happen, unfortunately, so should be very careful. <laughs> 
Yeah, actually, that's true that, uh, that maybe that's the moment for us to remember. And that's something that I've learned by my experience and also advice of other friends. That's true that when you are practicing your bags, you should never go alone. Yeah. Of course, always have a phone for each person. And also uh, always take this frontal lamp also because that could be really useful because there is dark places and you need to know where you are putting your foot Mm -hmm. Exactly. For example, this elevator is a good example of that, I suppose. And yeah, even if I am not a good example of respecting these rules. <laughs> you know, I would also advise not to drink and be drunk yeah, during these kind well. of experiences and to take with you, like, you know, this first uh, aid kit mm -hmm. just in case. Mm -hmm. Though I don't take it, but... <laughs> We should. We should, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's true that in the other hand, I have exploring these kind of places when you are alone because I've, I've tried when I was living in this little island in the middle of Caribbean island. I used to explore sites by my own, and that's a totally different feeling, because you are really you and the place and nothing else. Mm -hmm. So that's also more intense, I would say. I had the opportunity to visit an old colonial house, totally abandoned and invested by this tropical vegetation. It's really amazing, but also dangerous, because... The floor was falling apart at some place, so dangerous. And an abandoned uh, attraction park. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was really, really cool. Wow. But same same thing. Normally, don't do it by your own or let people know where you are and where you are going. You know, you said that you've been to that kind of park with the roller coasters and all that stuff, right? Uh, that's not roller coasters. That was an aquatic park. Ah, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even when I think about places like this, I have this, you know, cold on my back because <laughs> it's like it's place where people were having fun mm -hmm. and now it's completely abandoned and you're just, you know, again, it's about feeling that you have there. That's also the interesting part. There is the curiosity for me to see, you know, the place that you are used to see, for example, this one, food of water, Mm -hmm. And you see totally empty yeah. or that's that's kind of creepy. But at and the same time, that's really interesting. I mean, really, I, really. I think I should share with you. I have some bad dreams sometimes mm -hmm. about the swimming pool, which doesn't have water. Mm. <laughs> and it's creepy. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> and if I can say so, I think that the major exploration that I've made, and I was not alone this time, was an abandoned military base in France. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that was really cool for the administration buildings, but the more interesting part, because that was a radar station mm -hmm. for the aircraft uh, force in mm -hmm. France. And uh, basically, the most interesting part is that in this complex, there was a bunker, and we've been able to sneak in. Wow. Yeah, and, that's, and being into a bunker, that's really, even if you are not alone, that creates a lot of anxiety. Like really, because this is, I don't know, five meters of construction between you and the exterior. And you know that there is only one way to get out. This is this, you know, this EV door, which is like supposed to protect the building from an atomic explosion or this kind of thing. So you are just into this building and this is a total different atmosphere. Not any sound, nothing, just the darkness and you. And that's really particular. You arrive in these tactical rooms where there is still the maps, like, maps of France and the base and this kind of thing. You have this old computer because that used to be a base like in the 80s or 70s maybe. So you'd still have this huge wardrobe 
wow. things, but full of cable and this kind of thing. You know, computer when that was like something. But you know, you are now describing the beginning of horror movie, I think. <laughs> so the door <laughs> closes with this loud noise and it starts. Some, you know, <laughs> exactly. zombies of soldiers and <laughs> <laughs> this Cold War stuff leftovers. <laughs> and the whole bus start to start again, you know, all the lights like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and since you mentioned the military base, I'd also like to tell you about my last, the very last experience I got. It was just one week before I arrived to Hungary here, so it was in February. Me and my friends, we went to some place in Moscow region, it's called Aduliar, and it used to be a town and a military base at the same time. First we started in a small village and then we moved through the forest and we could see these kind of constructions that had to defend Moscow against the possible attack mm -hmm. from the air, mm. like rockets or maybe planes, something like that. And around Moscow, you can find this kind of buildings, not buildings, constructions, mm -hmm. I would say. Now it's abandoned because we needed it for Cold War, you know. <laughs> and then we, we moved to that place because it was built for those soldiers who had to serve for these tactical things. Mm -hmm. And now it's completely abandoned because we don't need it anymore. So this was an interesting experience in this town because there you can see a lot of buildings that are abandoned, many of them. You know, the place that used to be a shop, the place that used to be a club, and now it's completely abandoned. Not to mention that we actually, there was no path, and it was February, and we moved creating our own path in the snow, and it was, now dear listeners, I'm not joking, it's not a joke about cold Russia and full of snow, but at least the snow was up to you the knee and even more <laughs> so <laughs> best moment to make an outdoor uh, your back station yeah. Yeah. well done guys <laughs> and there were two you know these five stories buildings from soviet era completely abandoned and you can go into every room every apartment and it was so interesting because you know the walls They were not with wallpapers, but with uh, mm. newspapers. And maybe because, yeah, I know that people used to use it. And there on those walls, you could read newspapers from the past. Like again, this, oh, we are building communism. We are very close to communism. It's just a little bit before communism. So <laughs> keep calm and build communism. And we are the power and we are the best. And you see, it's like a little bit burned by sun. And then the wind that comes from the windows that has no glass, the wind plays with this uh, newspaper and it's such an interesting sensation mm. inside. Like, okay, you travel to the past and I have this feeling that maybe that's how this past looks if you try to create some material thing out of abstract feeling. Sure, yeah. And I think we are starting to put the finger on a thing which is really the deep earth of this discipline, if I can say so, is <laughs> how do you collect the spots? Because that's a really difficult thing, as we said. The more you wait, the more you have chance to have degradation, people using the materials or, I don't know, burning, destroying for pleasure what is inside or just collecting them because this is collector object from the past or this kind of thing. So the huge difficulty of your bags is to be able to understand 
when a place is stopping to be something and starting to be abandoned. For example, right now, I have a spot in France, which is in the forest of Fontainebleau, which used to be a vacation colony, kind of the same. Mm -hmm. And this is right at this precise moment, which is like, this is not still abandoned, mm -hmm. but mm, that's not used to have someone putting a foot in it regularly. So this is in this period of definitely this is getting abundant, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but this is not yet totally. You have to really spot the exact moment when you can start to practice your bags or not. And sometimes the limit between sneaking into a private property and mm -hmm. making your bags could be really, really thin. Really, really. Yeah. So the question is, how do you in Russia do for spot new, new places? Do you have a technique or is that a network or... I would say that, yeah, there are some online communities where you can find some information about the spots. Like, for example, this website that uh -huh. I told you about previously, altertravel.ru. And they give you the exact localization? Yeah. And they Whoa. give you, yeah. And also you can actually check it because there are some locations in Europe. That's really, uh, at least for the French community, you know, that this is really, really rare to have the, the exact location. Even the name of the village or the town, that's something that doesn't exist that much. That's much more about equal exchange between Urbexer. Mm -hmm. But we never, ever give the localization. Maybe it's like a thing that you don't want everyone to go there, mm -hmm. just even, you know, some amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, we have this website, but I'm pretty sure that not everything you can find there. Mm. Sometimes you just learn it from friends. Because for now, I have these friends who are interested into this kind of experiences and they share with me some new places and we go there together. Yeah, it's also about, you know, spreading the word to people who are interested into this topic. But yeah, also we have altered travel. I will show you maybe yeah, you of course. something interesting. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that in Slovakia there is a lot of spots because... Yeah, yeah um, should be. In intuition, you know. <laughs> there is also one... Okay, I um, subscribed to one Telegram channel and I saw sometimes they share these mm -hmm. abandoned places. I saw one interesting spot in Hungary. It's a church somewhere to the west from Budapest. Mm -hmm. I should check it again because I wanted to visit it. It's like an abandoned church, mm. which is for Russia is a normal thing because there are so many abandoned churches. Yeah, yeah and now... Some volunteers from the church try to rebuild some churches, but uh, still it's another feeling actually in this church, like it's completely abandoned, mm. almost destroyed. The house of God, as mm. they say, and now it doesn't look that well, maybe. But, you know, one of the best experience and most <laughs> dangerous that I ever got, it was the experience of climbing to... First radio tower and then TV tower. Mm. Because there is place not far from Moscow where you can find four or six radio towers. They're abandoned and it's a popular spot for this kind of travelers. It's 235 meters high, which for you dear listeners at first sight could seem not that high. But just imagine that you are climbing a ladder just a normal ladder made of steel and uh, at the very top you can feel that it vibrates actually and <laughs> the first time I tried to climb there I was so scared when I was 
higher than trees. I was really scared and I didn't finish my climbing. And I returned there for the second time and I returned with my friends from Australia because they were couch surfers who stayed at my place and I told them, oh, that's an interesting spot, so let's climb. And I climbed to the top and it's, oh my God, it was really exciting. And then I returned there again with a girl from USA, also couch surfer, and she went to the top And yeah, it's like you can see everything. It's like on your palm, but also you climbed here and it's kind of dangerous. But it was not enough for us, you know, for me and my friends. And we found a TV tower, which is 350 some meters. And it was this time 400 kilometers far from Moscow. So we drove all the night and we arrived to that spot and... What do you think? There were some guards. Yeah, and a dog. Guards and a dog. The dog worked better than guards because they were drunk uh, at six in the morning. They were celebrating kind of holiday and they were like, yeah, what do you want? So, you know, we discussed this topic and we found an agreement mm -hmm. and they let us in. And we climbed this TV tower, but what was the worst in this experience, or the best, I don't know by now, that the sky was full of that heavy <laughs> stormy clouds. And I remember myself climbing there, so just imagine this huge metal stuff, just this thing in the plain land. And I was climbing and asking my friends, uh, if it's gonna be a thunderstorm, it won't hit here, right? And they're like, No, 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 of course not. Mm. I was climbing and like, uh, okay, but if it hits here, I have uh, my sneakers and it's like made of rubber. I will not die because of that. <laughs> They were like, no, 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 of course not. And then I was climbing again and like, okay, but maybe if it hits here and I can jump at that moment, it will not hurt me, right? And they're like, yes, of course, of course, no. And then we were lucky because there was no thunderstorm, but it was really crazy. And I've never told this story to my mom, you know, that's not something that you tell your parents. And you know, dear listeners, that's the exact moment that I shall tell you. That's exactly why you should really pay attention when you are in physics class and when your teacher is talking to you about electricity. <laughs> <laughs> and all materials react to electricity. Yeah, but, you know, that was the moment when I tried to, you know, <laughs> convince myself <laughs> that it's not that dangerous. <laughs> Plus, we didn't sleep uh, all the night and was kind of interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. But, you know, these kind of travels, sometimes they, they are so exciting that you can lose your mind and trying to reach another spot. For example, I have another funny story. Me and two friends of mine, we were walking in Moscow, very close to the city center. And there is that bridge in Moscow, which is called Živapisny. It's um, kind of um, postcard view because there is that huge red arc up on the bridge. And on the very top, there is like a big capsule mm -hmm. with room inside. And when they build this construction, they were like, okay, we want to make a restaurant there up on the bridge. But then when they build it, they realized that in there should be a toilet in the restaurant. And <laughs> it's not possible or not very convenient to create restaurant there because it's like up on, I don't know how many meters, but it's very high. 
in the air. And then they said, okay, then we will create, you know, this hall for getting married. Uh, don't know what it's mm-hmm. called, but we will create it. But they didn't. And now this capsule there is completely abandoned and it's in Moscow, up on the very busy highway. And I don't know, to be honest, what we were thinking about back then. And we were not drunk. We were completely sober. But we decided to climb to this capsule because... Yeah, we inspected this arc and we found that on one side there is a lift, should be a lift. Mm. And on the other side there is a ladder and we could climb the ladder. So <laughs> we got off the bridge and we tried to find the entrance because uh, there was that uh, sports spot because there was a river next to to this place because bridge up on the river. So that's mm. it. And we climbed over the fence. It was night, <laughs> but we were kind of scared of guards and also maybe dogs. So I remember my friend found some piece of road of asphalt. <laughs> you can imagine the condition of this uh, sports base. Yeah, and we started. So we reached this ladder and the entrance was covered with wires. But we were like, no, no, we can enter anyways. And we saw that uh, wires were cut in some places. And we were like, yeah, 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 let's do it. Now in Moscow, in almost the city center, we will reach this thing that's so well visible, you know. And I remember that moment that my friend quietly opens the gate that leads us to this ladder. And then we can hear an alarm very very loud alarm <laughs> and i'm not a good runner but i think i could win uh, some competition <laughs> that's how fast i was <laughs> so yeah dear listeners my suggestion to you is don't lose your mind uh-huh. some places you shouldn't visit and it's so obvious you know <laughs> and i think that was it for our experience the world of today Maybe we are going to share with you later in the, in the year other experience of Urbex experience, even if this is not legal. Who knows, maybe some <laughs> people in the studio are going to make new ones. <laughs> and we hope that you appreciate it. And we say to you simply, next, see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.